Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. It's episode number 20. No Words Bar podcast. Happy New Year's, everybody. We are in 2022. This is a new year, and this is also a time for new beginnings. So uh, once again, I am, you know, host Mo, joined by my man Chris Mack and ATL. Uh, how was your New Year's, bro? All right, man. Well, happy New Year to you, my brother. Um, I mean, it, it, it's been good. It was. I think I, I had a pretty good New Year. Had its ups and downs. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'm pressing forward. You know, and it's you know we're going to just try to make some new moves. Uh, you know, me and the lady are still trying to look for a new place, and a new spot. So, so we're just gotta get on with that. And well, tax season's rapidly approaching too. So hopefully that um aid us you know in our search as well but other than that man it's been good good to hear man glad to hear that yeah 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 tax season definitely is approaching soon um i'm not gonna even think about that i mean it's not really much uh not much i could think about with taxes i know i'm gonna get a good return in the end so uh probably use that maybe to fund for a little trip somewhere for myself out of the country or something like that but hey yeah i mean when when that time comes it comes but uh but yeah but no, uh, my new year was very anticlimactic. Nothing. Stayed in the house, watched the ball drop, and then after that went straight to sleep. Cause like honestly, it was just you know, what there was nothing to really. I wasn't going to go get out the house, uh, and not with in the middle of this pandemic and, and and being around a crowd of people. Like nah, no way, no way, no how, man. But uh, but yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited, man, about about this year being a new year, um. See exactly, uh, see what what's in store, man. But um, before we go talk about anything else, uh, uh, do want to make an announcement that uh, it is a uh breaking news today. Um, uh, we have officially joined uh the family, aka the Cheats Movement Podcast Network. Uh, so No Words Barred Podcast actually has a home now. So uh, so yeah. So basically, what it is, uh, I mean, it, it is, you know, it, it, it's a website that basically uh. You know, it's a one-stop shop for different podcasts. Uh, you know, in addition to us, uh, uh, this they just really started up um, uh, this year. Uh, just you know, it's their actually first full year doing this. Um, our good friend Mark Cheatham, uh, he's the uh, you know brains behind it. Uh, in, in addition to his man Ty and, and Zach Young, um, you know, basically, you know, what what the family podcast network what it is about is i mean it's basically about this it's it's all about the podcasters behind behind it you know uh like me and you you know we all have unique and um interesting uh you know points of views about the world and you know the thing about us is that um you know you know with us if you if you've been listening to us the previous 19 episodes um we're very we're, we're very opinion opinionated but we we still like to stay within the facts, you know. We we have our own perspective, a lot of stuff. Uh, but yeah, but the overall the the goal of the family is to, you know, to highlight you know great podcasts like ours and and others and and, and help, you know, every one of us to uh you know create the our, the best content that we could put out there. So um so yeah so I mean we're I'm excited. Uh, I know you're excited. Uh, Cheats is excited too, man. Um, I'm very thankful yes. for this opportunity that. He's given us to, to to be part of this, and um, and so one thing to keep in mind, though, uh, you know, since we are on there now, um, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter that gets sent out, uh, email to you. Um, you could uh, go to the website, thefamilypn 
com or the Cheats Movement Podcast Network.com. Either one of those two will lead you to the page. Uh, and uh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe because, you know, by subscribing, you know, you, you, you know, not only do you get updates and news on the podcast, there's like giveaways. Uh, th- there's a lot of stuff that goes that goes on with that, man. And, um, you know, and it, it, it's like I said, it has a little bit for everything. Um, one, well, a couple of examples of the shows that's um, that's on there. Um, Capsule Collective uh, podcast focuses on, you know, craft beer. Beer is that's your thing. Go ahead, and listen to them. Um, uh, show that we're very familiar with because I know we've we've uh, ha- have been on there ourselves. What wrestling chat with friends uh, with cheats. He oh, hosts yeah. he hosts himself with a tie, no dollar sign, and, and Megan. You know that's always a fun time. And um, cheats. He has his move. He has cheats movement podcast himself on there. So uh, like I said, there's a lot of content out there. A lot of stuff. Um, once again, thefamilypn.com or the Chiefs Movement Podcast Network.com. Either one of those will lead you directly to the sites. Go ahead and subscribe to the newsletter for that. And uh, yeah, man, like uh, this is an exciting time, bro. Exciting times for sure. Most definitely. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, really happy to be a part of um, you know, the Chiefs Movement Podcast Network. Uh, and be able to uh, be able to spread, you know, our our wealth of knowledge. Or mm-hmm. lack thereof uh, to the, to the <laughs> masses now, um, and you know, be able to be able to connect and interact and network with um, a lot of the guys that are also on, um, on the podcast network as well, right? And be able to share ideas back and forth and to grow and build this community, you know, within um, within um, the Chiefs Family um, Network. So I'm looking forward to it, man. So let's get this going. Um, 2022. Uh, we're looking to to improve and bring things anew, um, and just start to uh, expand our brand. So I'm ready for it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. And let's get it cracking. Yeah, man, it's amazing. Uh, you know, and this is only our 20th episode, right? Like we we started this last yeah, year, man, 20. That, yeah, right, right. We, uh, we start- it's quite the milestone that we have right here. It know, is. You know, it getting is. To, getting to this point. Definitely, definitely, man. And, you know, for, for us to have started um, back in April of last year, we're almost up to we're almost a year old already, too. That's amazing. Um, it, it's uh, it goes to show that, you know, the content that we put out, people, you know, people fucks with our, 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 our what we put out there and the stuff that we have to say, because, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's reminiscence of just just a regular conversation, just chopping it up with your friend, man. Like, I mean, that's all it is, you know, so it's nothing, nothing fabricated or, you know, cookie cutter or anything like that. But uh, but yeah, but um, now that we got that out the way, bro, um, let's cut right into the chase. Uh, so um, in case anybody has been living under a rock uh, recently, uh, it is NFL playoffs time. And there was also a lot of NFL firings uh, going on. Um, I will first put out there that I am a very happy man. Um, my Giants has finally listened to the fans, even though we kind of had like the bully, the organization for them to yeah, listen man. to us. Bullying works. It works. Bullying works, man. Yes, it so, does. I'm glad that they finally they, they listened to you guys and, and they got rid of that. <laughs> Got rid of that shitty coach and Joe Judge. Unfortunately, as a Cowboys fan, for me, that just means that now we have to potentially worry about you guys next season, depending on how the coaching um search goes for you and um and whoever you guys select. But yeah, but man, uh, you know, as far as Giants fans go, this is this is a great day. It's a great day for New York fans. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's um 
rough has been an understatement, but I mean, Judge was just such. Gosh, that guy was such a jackass, and and, and Gettleman was no better either. And it's kind of funny, like he goes and say, "Oh yeah, I'm retiring." And the Giants organization actually put out some type of a thing the other, I guess, at the, at the final home game against Washington. They did some type of a, a, you know, celebration of him. I'm like, what are you celebrating this guy for? Like, he has a like, like a below 500 <laughs> record as a GM. And you, you, you're you celebrating him because of his, his retirement? What is he retiring from as far as for us? I know he did a job, you know, I know he did fine in, in Carolina before coming to us. But as a, as a Giants GM, he has sucked. He has done nothing. Nothing at all. Three coaches. Well, no, actually, no. This, uh, the, well, no. This is like the second coach, I think, because we had um, what was it McAdoo, uh, before the before <laughs> before Judge, and it was um, yeah, it's 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 just been a hellhole, man. And don't don't get me wrong, John Mara Mara is not. First of all, he is he should be getting as much hell as fans has been given Gettleman and and, and Joe Judge because. You, he's the head of the snake, all right? You don't kill a snake by, you know, chopping off all the other parts. No, you kill it by you chopping off his head. And Mara is the head of the fucking snake. And until he goes, my confidence can only go so high with what, can, what the future lies behold for us. But I, I, I'm hoping that, he's, that, he, that he allows the GM to do what the hell he has to do. But knowing John Mara, he refuses to step out the damn way. He refuses to do it. So is this like um like the the NFL version of um car packs in yeah. the Chicago Bulls era? Because the way yeah. you're describing him is feels like it feels like it's that. You know, it feels pretty mm-hmm. uh pretty disheartening. <laughs> very, very it's uh, hey listen, it seems like all as far as all the teams that I that I cheer for in in the major oh, leagues, oh, hey, like, hey, it's hey, 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 I had to deal with Ernie Grunfeld with Washington, and currently I'm oh, dealing with the goddamn Glazers. And you know, even though Ed Woodward's out of Manchester United now as the president, it, there's not really been much infrastructural change, and it, it, it shows every time I watch a fucking game. It yeah. is just, it is very disappointing seeing how talented this team is. Yeah, and yet. None of them are being used correctly. None of the players are being <laughs> used in the right positions. None of them are just being played to their strengths. It, 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 and we're in the middle of the transfer um window where you know we can go and buy and sell new players, and and we're finding it difficult to sell our players just as much as trying to get new ones. It is it's very rough. It's it's very sad, and uh, all, all I can hope for is a fourth place finish. You know, just to get into the Champions League, but I don't even know if that's going to be possible. Uh, who knows, man? Who knows these days? Who knows what any teams are going to... You know, it, it, it seems like it's so unpredictable now these days in, in, in any sports league, like any team you cheer for, because you, you really don't... You don't really, really know what's going to happen next. You really don't. Um, you know, whether it's something... We all fear the injuries, you know, stuff that happened, but... Um, and then obviously the COVID stuff that, you know, that's around, but you just never know what goes inside the minds of the people like upper management, like what the hell they want to do. And as fans, it's like, we, we have no choice, but to actually, it's like, we're, we're at their mercy right now. And we can only hope and wish for the best. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, obviously 
as we've seen, uh, like like I just described, you know, with the Giants, you know, when you raise a lot of hell and you bully people, um, especially more specifically, should I say, ownership, um, you know, to actually give a shit, and stuff works, uh, it, it does, and you know, it, I happened with my Bulls team, you know, like the fans, we we really raised a lot of hell about it and put up billboards and all this other shit. And we got what we wanted. My my hockey team, Islanders, a few years ago, we was fed up with the bullshit of the GM and the mediocrity of the team. And guess what? We put up a billboard, raised hell, and then lo and behold, we, we got some changes. So I guess the theme for all the teams that I cheer for is that bullying works. Now, if the Yankees cannot win anything next season, then that's going to be the next team that's going to have to get the get the billboard and stuff going on. It has to be like there's no other option. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous, man. But hey, you know what though? I ain't gonna. We're not gonna spend more time me bitching and complaining about my teams. Your team, however, has an important game uh, this weekend: the Cowboys. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it might be a first round exit um, because uh, uh, this is going to be a tough. This going to be a tough challenge going against San Francisco. Uh, we ended the season strong, uh, especially you know just dismantling our rivals uh, in the last two, well two of the last three games of the season, putting up fifty points on Washington and Philadelphia respectively. But against you know actual playoff contenders, you know they you know Dallas is. Had a tough time um, trying to compete. Uh, they lost to Arizona in a close game. And San Francisco is going to be a tough challenge, too. So um, even though that I believe we do have the home field advantage, uh, mm-hmm. I, I still, you know, it just it's not going to be a cakewalk, you know. Um, and hopefully, you know, we're able to pull it off. But it's just going to be a tough road trying to get to the Super Bowl, if anything, let alone winning it. Yeah, y'all guys have a really tough road. I mean, it's it, if you get past San Francisco, you know, and then I don't know how the whole seating works off the top of my head. Um, you know, then then you got you know a team like uh, you got the Rams. You know, the, the Rams are there. Um, what else you got? Uh, yeah, you got the entire NFC West. Right, right, part. pretty much That's right. right there. You know, and, and then the, the 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 cream of the crop, Green Bay. You know, so uh, yeah. it's this and Tampa, the champs, and, and Tampa, <laughs> the champs, right, 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 right. So, I mean, really, like, there is a lot, there is a lot to go get past if you're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, but you know, speaking of that, um, for for the people that don't, that don't know, uh, we recently we have a Twitter account now. So yes, you could definitely find us at at NW Bard Podcast. Um, I uh, had put a question out there the other day um, about Super Bowl picks. You know, who, who, what two teams are going to be in the Super Bowl? Um, I know I, I, I've been a big, I've been a big supporter of seeing just for the, just out of curiosity, seeing y'all guys face the Titans. Um, you know, but 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 if I'm gonna be, be real, but if I'm gonna be realistic though, if I'm be, I'm be realistic, I see Green Bay. In Tennessee, that's what I see. I'm I'm on the tennis. I'm riding the I, Tennessee I, wave, I, I man. Also, I also see um, I see uh Green Bay Tampa NFC Championship. Mm. That's just 
you know, I feel like Goodell and you know NFL officials have been trying to push a Brady Rogers matchup for so long. Yeah, that this is the best opportunity to do it. Rogers is in what was this his last year of his contract with Green Bay? Mm-hmm. You don't know how much longer Brady's going to be there. Uh, you know, it, it really, it, you know, Green Bay loses or they crash out early. You know that that could spell the end of Rogers you know, in a package could. uniform. They could. But this is this is the best opportunity to just you know for them to etch his name in history and and, and probably just remain there for the long run if right. they make it that far and be able to get to the Super Bowl. So, and I say I'm like, well. It's been real. I'm like it, the NFC is is up for grabs, but if, if I if uh, you know if you let the refs have it, it's just going to go <laughs> to Rogers and um, Brady all the way. So That's, you know, yeah. I won't be surprised. Nah, I wouldn't be surprised at all, man. I mean, there's so many different possibilities, really. That that I mean, you can't really go wrong, and you know, as far as what may happen, um, whether it's in the the conference championships or the Super Bowl. Um, I know another. Um, <laughs> Another answer that I remember getting uh, when I had asked what two teams would be in the Super Bowl, um, I've one of the answers uh, was uh, was it uh, Dallas and Kansas City? Hmm, that would be interesting. I I wouldn't be opposed to that. Would. I wouldn't be opposed uh, to that. That, that, would, that would be pretty fun, you know. I yeah, and, I, it, and you know, it, you know, they're they're trying to coordinate um, Patrick Mahomes for the longest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that would probably be a great opportunity for him to rise to the occasion. But, yeah, man, like, this is a wide-open playoffs. Wide I open. I honestly feel like it's just been extremely wide open. You, I really can't – I can't call it. I can't no. see who's really going to come through. No, no, you really can't, man. You really can't. But if it does happen to be Dallas against Green Bay um, playing uh, in the NFC title game, the ghost of Des Bryant will show up. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. You know what, what I'm talking said, about. That's why I said, <laughs> if you let the refs have it, we're not winning. <laughs> we're not winning at all oh, against Tampa or Green Bay. Like, we have to put our foot to the pedal just like we did against uh, Washington and Philadelphia. What? And you- run it up. And that's going to be uneasy. <laughs> against actual contenders like the Packers and the Buccaneers and the Rams and you know and, and even the 49ers this upcoming weekend. So, you know, we just just got to put our you know best foot forward and, you know, and uh hit on all cylinders or or it's just going to be a short run. It's going to be a short run for boys. You mean to tell me that Jerry Jones ain't going to slide a little bit of money under the table to the refs, man? You telling me the refs are going to Oh, the ref's going to be in a tough predicament. Do you take the money from Jerry Jones, or do you take like some type of reprimanded, uh, rep- like some punishment if you don't allow? The well, Golden considering Boys that we've of- been in the playoffs every other two years, um, I'm pretty sure his checks bounce. So uh, <laughs> we never really had a chance of really making it to the Super Bowl if it really came to his money because we would have been there ten times over. But y'all, America's team, though. Sure. Yeah, are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are the Lakers, but you know, they're, they're, you know they're, they're, they, they ain't happening, man. You know, it was, it was the Lakers, Cowboys, and Yankees. You know, they always make yeah. sure you know, the, 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 the the cream of the crop. But and last right. time I checked, man, it, it's always been failure after failure. You know what I mean? So, 
for the last decade <laughs> or so. So it is what it is. I mean, I, 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 I am optimistic for this season. I'm optimistic of seeing how it will go, but it's just going to be tough. Yeah, although I would say a consolation prize for me too would be if the Rams like if the Rams do make it to the Super Bowl, which you really cannot forget about the Rams. Um, listen, I just if if the Rams win the Super Bowl, I, I listen. I know That'll he's be fucking hilarious. You know, I would I be mean, because they bought their they bought a title, which was great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I'll just be happy because I see my man OBJ become a Super Bowl champion. Like that. That's like I'll always, I'll always be a Beckham fan because my team, the Giants, did them wrong. They did them dirty, and I understand that whole. Yeah, we ha- we haven't gotten to the playoffs since that infamous Miami yacht picture. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like it, nah, I, I, that my man, that's OBJ forever, man, and, and I want to see, I want to see him do great things, and you know, I know there is Broncos fans out there who. May or may not be happy if Von Miller gets 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 a ring, you know, with them. I mean, there's, I don't know, man. It, it's, I I I think for for what it's worth, there is going to be like I know this weekend just in general, it's going to be a lot of exciting games coming down to the wire. Hell, we almost yeah. had we almost had like the craziest damn scenario ending to the NFL, NFL oh, season man. anyway. Yeah, man, that was a bummer that it did uh, with Oakland, Oakland, and um, and and the Chargers. I really thought that that kicker was gonna intentionally just miff that thing at the end, <laughs> and it still secured their spot into the playoffs, but knocking out Pittsburgh in the process. That would have been so brilliant. I would have loved uh, it. I would have loved it too. I mean, it looked like it was building up to that moment the entire game because I was like, oh yeah, they're going to take it to the max. This is it. If you would just blown it, or at least try to go for the kick, or or you know the holder muffs the kick, <laughs> and then he try to run, and he just gets hit, and it just isn't a draw. I would have laughed so hard because I was like, "Wow, that's how you tell a story." <laughs> yeah, of just knocking someone out. And, I mean, it would have been a cheap way for both teams to get in, but I mean, at the same time, they technically did earn it because they they went they went they went what uh what what 55 minutes and did something no no 75 minutes and did some yeah to, to try to win it all i mean yeah it would have been great yeah and they left the and they made the crowd entertained they entertained the crowd well, come yeah. on it's a high score game too yeah that would have worked you it would have been mean? a lot of conspiracy theories and all this other stuff man people would have people really would have questioned the integrity of the game and all the other stuff if if, if I mean, the game they didn't, they've been questioning the integrity for the last twenty I, years. I, now. I know that, I know that, and I agree with you on that. But I'm just saying the narrative that would have been put out there, and it would have been all these people all over social media and all the news on all the sports networks. They would have been like, "Oh, was it a fix? Was it conspiracy? Well, they, they, you know, did they do that on purpose? Did they pre-plan that? Was the league in on it? Like, it, it just would have created a damn firestorm of just." A whole bunch of mess and controversy, and like there, there was personally from from my point of view, I would have loved it. I love to see chaos like that, but um, especially at the expense of Ben Ben Roethlisberger not being in, you know, and his his career ending on yeah. a ridiculous on, note. On a, that would have been it would have been great because you know I I, I don't want to see him in the playoffs at all. No, no, not That's, at all. that would have been that would have been awesome. You know, 
but unfortunately it, it did not turn out to be that way. So now we got to wait on this weekend so he can be knocked out. Yeah, you know? yeah. Kansas City, they're, they're going to run away with that. They're going to run with yeah. away with it, clearly. Yeah, they're, they're, going, they're going to steamroll. So, so that will be great. Um, you know, but um, I, I am not celebrating that dude's career whatsoever. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. That, like, Tom Tomlin has been – it's remarkable. You know, and I remember uh, not too long ago, there was some fan, Steelers fans that was calling for him to be, you know, let go and fired and stuff like that. And I'm like, nah. Out of all the people, he is not the one that needs to be let go. He's not the one that needs to be fired or anything like that. Like, if anything, he's been working miracles for that Steelers organization for the past few years. Because Ben has his team's been the drizzling shits really? offensively for really? like the longest time. Right. And, and their defense has been on decline too, but they just still managed to just sneak out with wins because their division is so damn terrible. Ter- yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't, man. I can't, man. But like I said, man, at the end of the day, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, and you know, what's and it's a nice little concept that they're having three days of uh, of these games. Um, so you know, it's something new, and um, see what happens, man. And hopefully, like I said, good luck to your team. Uh, hopefully they uh they make it out alive. Um. Uh, Against San Francisco, I think y'all gonna beat San Francisco personally. I mean, um, yeah, I feel yeah. We get uh, like our best chances against San Francisco. It's it's everyone else after that's uh yeah. It's gonna be a, a mountain. I, but I'm not afraid of the Rams though. If anything, let us just make this clear. Not afraid of the Rams. You know, I mean, it, they they just caught fire at the right time. But you know, seeing them play those first few weeks after Odell coming, I was like, yeah. You know, if if you. If you could remind yourself that Matt Stafford is Matt Stafford, yeah, right. <laughs> we don't. You, you have to remind yourself, in the playoffs. yeah, because in yeah. the playoffs, it's the playoffs. So I was like, you have to remember, Matt Stafford is their quarterback. Yeah, I think you could get by with Matt Stafford being their quarterback and, and, and getting a win, but it's just a talent is just so deep and on in every other position and on both ends of the ball. It's like, uh, if they get clicking, yeah, but you have to remember. Matt Stafford's the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, just goes for Rams fans too. I don't know how deep they could do it, man. Like, like Jared Groff was one thing, but Stafford, I don't know. In a high pressure situation, you think he could win the Super Bowl for you? Mm, nah, I, I'm just. I'm, I'm sure, man. I don't know. We we it's <laughs> a giant unknown because Matt Stafford has never been in the playoffs, so yeah, we don't know how that's going to turn out. But 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 hey. All, all power to y'all. Uh, but switching from the NFL um, now to the NBA. Um, I mean, it's a good segue now because um, I'm, I'm I'm peeping the Nets Bulls game and yeah, yeah, just, I'm watching yeah, your it boy, too. your boy Scout man, uh, Derek Jones. Like that's that's a big blow, especially for this game here. Yeah, but you know what though, the thing about my my Bulls is that. Whatever obstacle that has been thrown in front of us, whether it's been injuries or COVID, oh yeah, we have succeeded and we have gone. You know, we we've we've been able to to get past all that, man. And I am extremely. It, it just it just feels great to see them finally. You know, playing how I would like for them to play. Like I like I'm always going to cheer my Bulls. Don't get me wrong. Like there's I've always been 
cheering for them even during the down years. But um, it's just great to see something like this happen. Well, you know, with with, with Demar and and um, you know, and, and, and Zach and my man, uh, my man, Co- Kobe, Kobe White has been yeah, he's balling, coming man. through too, man. You like, know, our Hill Nation, baby. The right time, like, I mean, for you and Memphis, like the two hottest teams in the NBA right now. Yeah. Uh, like you're, you're just it's like it was just been the perfect storm. You know, and, and the rebuilding processes for your uh, organizations in different ways, of course. Yes. You know, they made a little bit of adjustments in their front office. Um, but, you know, y'all y'all really needed it. And now, you know, but it, it is also different buildings. Y'all end up acquiring and developing, you know, stars and end up getting two stars in the process through trades yeah. and free agency. And with Memphis, you know, it's – it's pretty much been, you know, in-house development. Uh, bring it in, um, you know, having John Morant and Jared Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, uh, and, and Dylan Brooks as well. And also, you know, they tr- traded for Steven Adams. You know, it ended up showing his fruits now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as, a, as a rim protector and defender. Uh, it is, you know, just, just watching both, you know, both teams in, in, uh, in you know, the Eastern and Western Conference respectively. You know, doing their thing right now in in December and January has been nothing short of amazing. And hopefully, you know, I get to see one of you teams get deep into the um in the conference finals or maybe even the finals. Yeah, but it's it's really shaping up to be an intriguing postseason. Uh, if it you know keeps it going, you know, we got what four more months of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So this is going to be um it's going to be interesting. And now Kyrie's back now. Clay Thompson's back. Oh man, uh, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. this is just yeah. Everything is shaping up to be you know it's just falling into place. And yes, now indeed. the protocols are starting to lighten up a little bit. You know, our most of these teams' rosters are starting to get get themselves back together. The trade deadline is starting to pick up. The window is going to open up fully uh, on the fifteenth. So there's just going to be a lot of moves being done up until that date and um and the deadline. So it's going. It's just huge, you know. This is when the season really picks up now. Definitely, man. Um, before we before we get to talking about um, Clay's return, man. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it's been um it, it's been a real it's been great to see how you know these young guys like John Morant, you know, uh, you know these new generation these players, you know, they're they're very exciting, man, and. And Mello. it's and mellow too, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anthony Edwards as well, yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. these these Trey, guys, obviously, Luca. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's great to see that man. Like the league is in great hands, man, and and, and he's still young, even though people may not want to think about. It. I mean, and even Giannis, man, like, oh, Zach, mm-hmm. yeah, we doing out. Hey, Lonzo Ball's been balling. Yeah, man, I just saw yeah. it, man. Ooh, yeah, yeah man. Like we firing all cylinders, but it's just say it the competitiveness of these teams. Like it's it's great to see, like you said, now that these protocols are more of a, they're being relaxed, and you know a lot of these teams are starting to get in their groove, man, and, and players starting to be healthy, coming back from injuries and stuff. Like it, it just only it's only going to help the product better, and it's going to make a very interesting, um, you know, rest of the season, man. But of course, you know. Uh, the, the most exciting part won't really come until really after the all-star break, you know, cause I mean, that's, you know, if you're in a great position to be, if you're in a great playoff spot, 
you know, come to All-Star break, typically, you know, you, you, there's a good chance that you're going to wind up making it. Now, unless you have something catastrophic, you know, um, injury-wise or something like that happen. Uh, but it, I'm, I'm always on the side, like, I, I don't want to see players being out. I don't want to see anybody injured. I want to see all these guys at the, at the healthiest. So um, it, it's going to be very fun to watch. And, you know, you mentioned with, um, also with, with Kyrie, um, now that he's back and playing only away games. And, um, you know, I, I know I saw this thing earlier today about, well, you know, there may be a way for him to play home games, I guess, if the Nets pay a certain fine or something like that, which I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know if that's going to hmm. happen. Um, I mean, if, if he waits long enough, maybe that new mayor in New York will probably lift the restrictions for him. So let me knows? say this. All right. <laughs> it's funny. You know what? I don't want to go on a tangent here, but since you brought him up, I thought about that. Knowing that this dumbass New York city mayor that that's in my home at, at my home city, the guy's a damn idiot. Um, I really do feel like that he would be the one to rescind that. But I think, see, but here's the thing, man. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it, I guess it's, a, it's just only a New York City mandated or if it's a state mandated, mandated thing about this whole, you know, being in, indoors and stuff like that. And, and you have to be vaccinated and that stuff. Because things always change, like, by the day anyway. So, to, things change so much to even yeah. to count. But... I can really see Mayor Adams saying some shit like that. Like, yo, you know what? Uh, the numbers say this. Or uh, I, I don't know. The, the guy would say some fucking ridiculous shit to lead to to, to changing the law where, all you right. Win the NBA championship. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Telling, pe- telling people that low-skilled workers. That whole shit from the other day. Yeah, that that, I, that, that was just yeah, that was yeah. disgusting, bro. Right, right. But you know what? But like I said, we're not gonna get into that. We're not gonna get into that stuff. But what I will say though is that I can see him doing something that li- he lifts the whole like a ban off of. Oh, okay, if you are unvaccinated, uh, I don't know if you're a sports team and you have unvaccinated players or something like that, they can play at home. But it has to be some type of a stipulation or something like a fine. I don't know. Some weird shit. But I can see that happen, like you said, though. And I would not be surprised. Because the fines that I saw, the, the amount um, that that the Nets would have to pay if Kyrie was to play, um, it's 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 pennies. It's pennies. I think for let me let me read it off. All right. So basically, the first offense would be a warning. The second offense would be a one thousand dollar fine. The third offense would be a $2,000 fine. Damn. The fourth offense would be a $5,000 fine. And from the fifth offense to however, it's still just a $5,000 fine. Man. That is nothing. So Shy could just write a $20,000 check and be like, fuck it. That is nothing. Right. (laughs) He could pay all of that in one lump sum. That is nothing for the Nets to pay if if they're allowed to do that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's he's gonna put. I have a, I have a sneaky suspicion he's gonna want to play in the playoffs. One way or another, he's gonna play in the playoffs. Cause yeah, he's he's gonna play. That, yeah, they're, they're somehow he's gonna rescind that or whatever fines that he do have. Again, they will just write the check and keep it moving. That's it. That's all it is. Come to it. But 
as I understand the political side of it, this stuff, and but um, but it, it, if the political side works itself out, I guess in the Nets' favor, um, don't be surprised to see Kyrie Irving playing um all games during the playoffs. Uh, so you know that's that's going to be a a storyline. But the main big news recently is on Sunday, Clay Thompson um coming in, returning back from uh. <laughs> two injuries unrelated yeah. um you know he scored uh I think was it 17 points in 20 minutes or was it 20 point, 20 points in 17 minutes one of the two um and he looked he looked pretty good man um like the, the warriors man they <laughs> they scary <laughs> they're scary and like yeah, once, yeah, once, he, are, since, once he's yeah, once he gets are. his groove back with with, the, with his shooting and his rhythm ah man ah ah Oh gosh, I didn't want to think oh. about it. I mean, he's looking good off the bounce, man. I it, mean, he's he still got like as far as defensively goes, he's he's a step slower, yeah. as we would have expected. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he could just he's without warning, he would just leap off and go and dunk the ball from time to time. It's like that's good. That's a great sign. It you is. Know, hopefully, um, again, you know, he he's gonna just take it easy. You know, they obviously aren't gonna play him back to backs. Uh, he's gonna be only playing like on a twenty minute time limit, um, twenty minute you know limit at this moment, uh, up until probably after the All Star break, and they'll probably start ramping stuff up for him going forward. But, but yeah, he, he it's it's just good seeing him back, it's back on the floor. Same with Kyrie, it's just great seeing, great seeing great basketball players back on the floor, you know, doing their thing. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. And for for the Warriors, that's just you know just. It's it's crazy how from one year ago, like everything was highly dependent on Stephen Curry to take care of things, uh, and, and Draymond there to be the defensive fulcrum, and now here we are. It's like there is strength in numbers again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is crazy to see that. Now they 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 lost a tough one against Memphis, who are just again where we were just I mentioned there. They're unbelievable right now. Buzzsaw. And John Morant is must-see TV. Uh, He's just been tremendous. The Warriors are still, like, really good. Uh, They're they're the best defense in the league. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) uh, You know, uh, of course, you know, you still – even though Draymond has been out the last couple of games, like, you you now have Andrew Wiggins and and Otto Porter and – and Watson Scott Anderson and Jordan Poole, like they're doing a lot of defensive workload. You know, they're doing the heavy lifting there. Gary Payton, the second, you know, like all these guys that they can count on to just play their role, do their part. And it's Stephen Curry, you know, now as we've seen lately, you know, he's had his, some great scoring stretches and he has some pretty bad ones too. But even in the bad games, like, they don't have to rely on him to get a lot of the scoring done. You know, Jordan mm-hmm. Poole could come off for a big game. Otto Porter could hit some big threes on the stretch. There will be nights that Andrew Wiggins is just going off consistently. It, it is, it's good to see. Like, it's good to see that, that the West Warriors team now is playing like a contender, a mm-hmm. legitimate contender again. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's just it's just beautiful to see that. You know, seeing that, um, that even though they're – a step behind, you know, the 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 seventy three, you know, when Warriors are the time of Kevin Durant, they're they're still like they're still in it, you know. You can still you can't you really they're at that point that you can't bet on them, 
bet against them, you know, in the playoffs again. Right. Uh, and, and then you have Phoenix, you know, still cooking. Again, Memphis is just growing. Like, they're showing that, they, they, that they're here to stay. Uh, Utah is there. You know, it's just a bunch of good teams living up to their potential and, and playing up to that. And then there's the Lakers. Yeah, <laughs> just and then there's the Lakers. Right. Then there's the Lakers, and, <laughs> and, and, and they just look worse in every step and moment. Like every game, they just look worse than they were before. Even if they have some good outings, but they're they're beating you know the lottery teams, which they should be beating anyway. You know, beating all the lower tier teams, but I guess the contenders, I guess the, you know, I guess the real niggas. Yeah, they get crushed. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's just it's just awful to see, man. LeBron is, you know, he will be putting up these big numbers and having these thirty point games and no choice, and, and looking tremendous because he has to. Yeah, he has to carry this team without um, Anthony Davis right now, and who knows when he's ever, you know, going to return, you know, at full strength. And you know, and you don't know what to expect from the role players. No, and again, as we already said, this team is old. And, it's, and their age does show a lot mm-hmm. in some of these games. And then there's, you know, there's the Russell Westbrook conundrum, you know, and I I don't know, man. I like, I, I want to give him one more month, right? Because it's February. February is the month that he always really pops off. But every year when it gets to that month, the time leading up to it, he looks worse and worse. He just looks awful, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and, and he just be selling again. He was sitting to settle for those mid range jumpers early in the shot clock, shit that he was doing in Washington. Yeah, and you know, just to st- and the turnovers. Like, I, I know that's to expect from a Russell Westbrook game or you know Russell Westbrook performance, but his turnovers are terrible, like just awful. Like, and you know, he's just having these bad games, and he doesn't help out in the clutch. No. And they're just getting destroyed by 30 points, 40 points against the top teams in, you know, in the league. Uh it, it you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what they could do for the trade deadline. I don't know what they could do for the buyout Nothing. market. No, uh yeah, because they can't trade him. No. But they no, they no, need no, to no, improve no. this team. No, 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 no. He's the for the Lakers, the Lakers are not trading yeah. Westbrook. And, yeah, they can and, and, and no can't. team and no team wants to wants to take on like no. It's not yeah, gonna happen. They, but, but they can't. They can't improve this team astronomically. No, you know, you know, and you know because it's just it's just no market for them right now. You know, they, there's there's no chips that they have other than Taylor Horton Tucker, maybe. But that's it. Yeah, they like, don't. Who, who they don't also want to trade for anybody. They don't. They don't have nothing. Like the best thing that they could do is get somebody, like you said, off the waiver wire or something like that. You know, um, releasing somebody. I, you know, but you know, there's so many teams that, you know, whatever. I'm pretty sure the Lakers would love to have this, this, and this. But um, I mean, there's going to be other teams that's going to need this, this, and this also. And you know, they, they, the the opportunity to their location is going to be more lucrative than than being on the Lakers. And unfortunately for the Lakers, uh, yeah, because man. it's it's a situation that it's almost hey man, this is your you know this is your bed now you got to lie in it you know so. Um, the Lakers did this to themselves. They knew what they was doing, and they're just going to have to deal with it. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, trade that line with them. 
I don't know where they're going to end up at in the end of the season. For all we know, they could literally end up. They could still. I they the, the what is funny. The West is funny because you could go on a you know five six game winning streak, and you can be anywhere within you know the fifth fourth or fifth seed. Or you know if you're going to lose a streak, then you're you know you're playing you know you're like in uh you know ninth to tenth. So um, the margin of error is pretty slim. Uh, when you're dealing with the last two spots, you know, or the last spot, um, well, yeah, the last two spots, you know, to be, you know, a, an actual, you know, qualify for the playoffs, like the the regular way without having to play the playing game, um, and it, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough because we all know what the Lakers how they look last year, like they almost got bounced by Golden State, you know. So, um, and and, and I remember speaking since you were speaking about Golden State earlier. Man, I remember in the last year in the playoffs, or even a couple of years ago, I was thinking to myself, man, like, man, like, I would love to see Golden State play a team like a Denver or something like that because, or or Phoenix, because, like, yo, like, I really thought that, or or Memphis, you know, because I'm like, dog, this is, like, this is great. Like, I think it'll be a great series, the, all the, the the youthful talent on on those teams. But, um, but yeah, uh, it, it, the Lakers, they're just – there's nothing they can do. There really is nothing they can do. And uh, I, I just don't know where they're going to end up at. Um, but regardless of where they end up at, um, whoever they wind up playing in the first round, I I, I still don't – they're not going to get home court advantage. I don't think they're going to get home court advantage. Um, and I don't know if they'll get out the first round, to be honest. I, I, I highly doubt they'll get out the first round. So – it's it's a wait and see approach, you know. But like I said, for all I know, maybe they get it together. I don't know. But their ages, like you said, is showing. It looks pretty ugly out there. But trading um, Westbrook is just not going to happen in the end, no matter which way you slice it. I, I really don't know how they improve here. Um, oh. But yeah, yeah, they're, they're stuck with Westbrook, man. Mm-hmm. Stuck with all forty plus million of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I, I yo shout out to Tommy Shepard for getting rid of that contract uh-huh. and John Walls <laughs> end up building a, a competent basketball team full of uh, guys that have chips on their shoulders, but they're stupid still <laughs> at the same time that <laughs> my Wizards. Um, but we're, we're good to go. We're I know we're going to be in a playoff mix, at least playoff and play in, you know, for this season. So I, I'm fine with that. Uh, but we we unquestionably won that trade, as it stands. Um, as of right now, yes, yes. As yes. of right now, I, I'm just going to keep it up, keep it a buck with that, you know. Because Russ, man, I I just don't, I don't know how how if it's really going to click between him and LeBron. Because both guys need the ball in their hand; they need the ball in their hand to make stakes stuff shake. And but you people, know, it's just hard to see, it's just hard to see Russ like try to adjust to a new role right now. But people got to understand, Russell Westbrook right now is not the Russell Westbrook of years ago. He is like they, people just got to under they got to come to grips with that. You cannot expect the Russell Westbrook that played with Oklahoma City or even a Russell Westbrook that even played in Houston, you know, years ago. Like that, he's not the same guy. You're not going to get the same production out of him. And you know the the numbers the the, the numbers that he's putting up this year is on par with. You know the type of player that he is now. Unfortunately, he's not—he's not a main option player anymore. That—that's not going to happen. He's a third option now. 
And him being kind of forced in the role to even be, you know, to be the second option, or maybe, you know, depending on how, how LeBron plays or whatever, he may have to be the first option. And Westbrook is not like that. He's that's not for him these days. He'll put up his triple doubles every now and then and stuff, but they're not like gaudy mm-hmm. numbers. You know, they're like the they're kind of like, the like bare, 12, 10, 10. Yeah, like the, the 14, you know, 10, 10 these like days. The bare minimum triple double numbers, you know. So this is what this is what he is. And what he's playing right now, I'm not surprised at how he's playing because that's the type of trajectory that he's been on ever. And you saw it yourself firsthand last year with the Wizards, you know, how he played. So it, there's nothing really surprising and alarming. It's just unfortunate that the expectations, it being the number one, is the Lakers. And him being Wesley Westbrook on the Lakers with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, it enhances the expectations. But that's just not, it's just, it's just not it, man. It, it, it's not. It's not fair. It's not right. But I mean, it, it is what it is. But um, is it, uh, is it like what uh, small fish in big pond or something like that, or I, big yeah, fish in the ocean? Yeah, 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 exactly. Type of man. scenario because you know because I believe there's certain star players out there in the league that are in sports. Period. That you know that putting on the biggest shirt in the league might be a detriment to them as opposed to be a you know a positive. Yeah. And you know that that could be a way for um a situation for Russ because you know as far as I'm concerned this is the biggest team he's been on his entire career, and you know he was able to perform at a, a high level you know in smaller ish markets that don't give him that pressure. No, you know although you know, Oklahoma still City was was you know it was a lot of pressure on Oklahoma City though. I mean yeah it was it was a lot but it was still nowhere near to like how to be on Lakers but yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, but, you know, Oklahoma City, they were just happy to have, you know, a team and two stars that they get a ride with at the time with, you know, Durant and Westbrook. Yeah. And then when Russ became the guy, you know, that was their guy. At that point, they were just happy to have him yep. as their guy. They they didn't care about the expectations of winning a title. They were no. just happy they had Russ as their dude, as their player, as their, as their um, talisman, as to say. And, you know... And now he he's not that in L.A. No, you know he 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 is second fiddle at, at times, third, yeah, and at worst fourth. You know, behind LeBron and Anthony Davis, and even at times, uh, maybe a Carmelo Anthony performance here and there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and 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 you know, I don't know if you know he could, and, and the fact that it's is also his hometown mm-hmm. too. You know, that's that's double the amount of pressure. Yeah, yeah. You know, that you come back to your home, but you aren't even seen as the dude. No. You know, on your hometown team. Uh yeah, it probably does, you know, would affect them affect a, a player like that mentally. But then again, you know, he is like one of the top twenty best players or top fifty best players right now. And, you know, he's a mental giant. I'm pretty sure, you know, he should be able to take that pressure, but I don't know, man. It's just it's just a weird situation to see. Yeah, you know yeah. it's just hard. It's just hard seeing like players that were at great heights, you know, fall off or decline in real time. You know, it it, it it just it's tough to look at. But you know, this is this is what we're seeing yeah. right now. Yeah, with the Lakers in general, yeah, but more yeah. so with Russell Westbrook. Yeah, you know, it, it, you can't. For all the time remains undefeated. You know, one way or another, 
Um, you know, he's still even in LeBron's case, you know, like, do I think, I don't think he envisioned having to do this much work like this, but I mean, it's just, just unfortunate. It's just how, you know, the, the card has dealt and you just got to deal with it. Um, but you know, I, I still say LeBron for the most part, I think LeBron is just coasting. He's just going to make, continue to break all whatever records, you know, cause that's inevitable. It's going to happen with a person of his longevity. And I still believe that he is going to retire once his son gets in the league and whether his son plays on the Lakers or, or maybe Cleveland or wh- whoever. Um, and, and I don't know if LeBron wants to play with the son. I'm pretty sure it'll be interesting to see him play against the son in the NBA, but regardless the buck stops when Bronny is in the league at the end of the day. Um, so just, just gotta just Lakers fans. You just got weather through the storm. You got your ring a couple of years ago. Just, you know, Basking, basking the glory of that, and and just continue to be Lakers fans, I guess you know. But um, also with that, um, with the with the ring, yes, it was during the bubble, you know, season and whatnot. I wonder, like certain fans or even the players themselves, uh, feel like that they they have to win a ring in this season or of a season of this nature just to prove their worth. Of you know mm. that was it a fluke. Mm. Or you know, they, they, do they take it as you know that yeah, they they were the best team that year, which they were. Um, but you know, it's just it's just seeing it, in, you know, in in that retrospect. Just I'm like I'm really do. There's probably certain players that might think that way, but you know, it may not be all of them. Well, let me well similar story. I will put uh, NHL. A few years ago, there was a strike shortened season. Chicago Blackhawks won the title, won the Stanley Cup. And mm-hmm. um, the thought was forever thought, and, and even and I could even put it in a couple past couple of years, a couple of years ago, uh, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs when it was in a bubble, Tampa Bay Lightning, right? They they won a Stanley Cup a couple of years ago, bubble, and some people thought that like ah, you know, that probably doesn't matter because it was done in the bubble environment and 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 whatnot, and and as with the Blackhawks years ago. When it was a strikeout strike, it was a strike shortened season um, in the NHL, and some people, you know, whatever the general census was that, oh, you know, kind of put an asterisk next to it because, you know, it was a, it was a shortened season, and you know, I we we don't know what would have turned out if it was a full eighty two game season, you know, in the league. Uh, same thing, like I said, with a couple years ago, and even last year, you know, last year wasn't a full eighty two game season. Year before that was an eighty-two game season. Tampa Bay Lightning won both series. How they got to the series, they beat my fucking team. But I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to be triggered about it. But the point I'm trying to make here is that yes, um, there will always be that debate whether a team actually was quote unquote champ, real champions because it was under certain type of circumstances that wasn't allowing full a, a, a full season to be played, or under some crazy ass conditions that that changed everything that wouldn't have normally happened. So, um, you know, that, that question will always be there, but I mean, if, at the end of the day, like the team won the championship. I'm pretty sure in your case, if the NBA had a strike shortened season and somehow the Washington wizards, they won an NBA finals. I don't think you're going to really be complaining or talking about, Oh, well, I can't really celebrate it. I'm not going to embrace it because it was in a shortened season or whatever, or in a bubble. I'm pretty sure you're going to be like, ha, fuck you. 
my team, my team is <laughs> the Wizards yeah. are yeah. our champions. Uh, yes. Hell yeah, man. We, we, yes, I'll be celebrating that, bro. Right. Most exactly. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so uh, it counts in the records book as you as a champion. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it is etched in history, but I mean, I'll just, I just, it's just me trying to figure out, you know, just the psyche of uh, a lot of these players going through playing, you know, yeah, it, you know, playing these last three years under these conditions, and you know, it, 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 it just, I'm just you know, asking if it's even worth it. I'm pretty sure it, it is because you know, this is your job, this is your life, yeah, you know, it's something you love to do. It's your escapism in a way. So, yep, uh. I, I, you know, it's 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 just interesting to see that just that dynamic there, and um, and now you know, here we are, another another COVID filled season, which I feel like this is just going, this how it's going to be going forward. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and we it, this is this is it. I mean, it's just uh, uh just a new set of um, new set of um circumstances, new um obstacles um to get over, but it it might lead to some incredible rule changes are you know um initiatives going forward so yeah. who knows yeah who knows man it's right man but um but uh but yeah uh speaking of covid um you know uh i know my hockey team we've been devastated by covid um uh a, a lot our season has pretty much been the shits um, because we could just never get in not get in the rhythm. We haven't played a game in 12 days. We haven't played a game. We finally play our Damn. first. We we haven't played since New Year's Day. My Islanders have not played wow. since New Year's Day. Before that, we probably only had maybe two games in a matter of 10, 10 11 days or something like that. So it's been a shitstorm for us. And NHL, initially they were supposed to have the players play in the Winter Olympics. That's not happening anymore because like I've and I and I mentioned it on the last episode, um there's so many games, too many games has been postponed uh due to COVID that they had no choice but to can't they had they had to cancel like acts that like no y'all y'all motherfuckers are not playing in the Winter Olympics because y'all guys got games to make up. So the Winter Olympic break they would that the, the, the league would have had uh not happening no more and they're gonna have to use that to make up these games. And there's a big possibility that more games has been canceled. And it all has to do with Canada. U.S. is one thing. You know, U.S. could find a way. But it's Canada. That's the main issue. And it's a mess. It, it is a mess. And it's- I would not be surprised if the season gets extended by another week or two because of the fact that just there's so many games that have to be canceled and rescheduled and stuff like that. But that is just that's just the reality of the world. It's unfortunate. But, um, you know. That's just that's just the way it is, man. These days, uh, unfortunately. Uh, speaking of, but yes, but to stay on the topic of COVID, uh, WWE had an event day one, literally on day one of the year, uh, and its biggest superstar was not able to compete in his championship title match. Why? Because he had COVID. Uh, that is the tribal chief. Roman Reigns wasn't able to wrestle that night. He was supposed to face Brock Lesnar for the title and didn't happen. But WWE, they're like, hey, you know what? We'll do something even better. We'll one-up y'all. There was a federal four-way match that was supposed to happen anyway that night uh, for the the WWE championship. And they made it a five-way because Brock Lesnar got inserted into that. And um, overall... 
Uh, I think it was a pretty damn good, uh, I guess, consolation prize for it, considering that Brock Lesnar won. Um, unfortunately, Big E had to lose because of that. Uh, and he possibly, from what I think, from what I heard, that um, I, I think he was supposed to retain um, that night. But, you know, things change or whatever the case is. And, uh, and yeah, but overall, I thought it was a pretty damn good event, man. How about you? What, what was your view on that? I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, uh, it, it, you know, for you know, considering that it was in you know, uh, in Atlanta, I, I could have gone to the event, but you know, of course, you know, with the, with the pandemic spreading around, and also the, the, the ticket sale, the ticket prices jumped on Christmas. So I was initially was going to buy it, buy some tickets for like sixty dollars for me and my girl, and then those 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 thirty dollar seats went up to sixty to eighty dollars. Mm. So I was like, no, nah, you know what? I think we're good. We're just going to just stay home and watch it. Yeah, uh, and you know, we just watched it. Well, watched the event, and um, it was fun. It was fun. I I enjoyed the matches there. Uh, the that that fatal five way main event was uh, an incredible sprint. Um, just it's awesome for what it was for eight minutes. Like you know I mean, they, they, those dudes beat the shit out of each other. Seem longer. <laughs> Great. It, 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 it seemed longer, but it was only like eight minutes. Right, right. It was eight minutes. And it was, uh, it, it, they just, you know, did they all came out with hitting their, you know, hitting their big moves from the start, from the very onset. It, it was just incredible. I knew it was going to be short the moment they did that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, that they were just going bar for bar. And, um, you know, for it, 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 and for Lesnar to win the title, you know, I mean, you know, plans, you know, plans change, man. <laughs> Roman was gone. Right. And it did like a new opportunity arose. Um, you know, to still, you know, keep that program fresh and to keep it warm going forward, um, you know, into the road to WrestleMania. And, and, you know, I feel, I, I believe Biggie was going to be dropping that title soon anyway. And yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't, it, you know, I wasn't really disappointed with the with him losing here and, and taking the pin. You know, like that's the definitive, you know, defeat that you know that that Brock had to win. Because I'm like, folks were complaining on the timeline, like you could pin anybody, you know, there in that fatal five way, you know, win the title. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you know, that that does that does make sense, but this is fucking Brock Lesnar here. <laughs> this is this dude. This is the dude. Like from a business standpoint, and from just you know a professional wrestling standpoint, that dude wants to beat the champion, and he wants to be the champion, beating the champion. That's right. And for in Biggie's case, he has the same mentality. He wanted to pin the biggest guy out there to prove that he was that dude, and. You know, even though he had the match one after, you know, hitting Belashi with the big ending, he saw Lesnar, he went to on the attack, and, you know, early champion's mistake, got beat up by Brock. That's it. You know, and then it, and it, and it just gave a new opportunity to finally pull the trigger on Lashley versus Lesnar for Royal Rumble, which is a much more intriguing matchup for me than... You know, yeah, obviously well, anything else big he could get going right now. And right. He had a great reign. And, you know, he, he was the most promoted champion 
that the that the WWE had since what the, when the Miz first won the title, right? Because he was every fucking where he was yeah. in college football games in the day, boxing events by night. It did. He would go and travel to the next city to do a house show. Like this dude was a face. Yeah, you definitely. Know, definitely. He was doing Breakfast Club interviews. He is a face. <laughs> uh, you know, for for the company, you know, he's a made man now, and he's going to be in the title picture for a long time. Yes, you know, going forward, you know, he's still pretty young, and you know, he's still really good, and he's also a Rumble favorite. So you know, that's not going away, and you know, and this, I mean, and I'm just ready to see you know how this all unfolds now, uh, especially with Roman's story um, now. Um, have it be essentially they, they had Adam Pierce had to dig deep into the roster to get someone to challenge for Roman now since Brock was gone and no one else could really beat him and yep. they have Seth Rollins which is awesome so you know uh, they, they get that match out the way too so you get both matches that you know that were going to happen in some way or another happening right here for Rumble like they're making this show really huge Oh, yeah, as they should. I mean, it's going to be in a damn stadium, you know, like. It, yeah, it's, the, the, the former Joe Louis Arena, what was his called? No, not Joe Louis Arena. No, um, no, 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 uh, no. The former, um, that's Detroit. I'm sorry, guys. The former St. No, Louis Rams St. Arena. St. Louis Arena. Yeah, the former, yeah, the St. Louis Rams Arena. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I'm glad that they're using it for something. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you read about that. No, but it, it's. No, it, it is from what I've seen so far, w- w- what they've revealed so far. This is shaping to be a great Royal Rumble, um, and, and I, I am all, I am all for it. I mean, granted, it's the Royal Rumble. We all know how how the company feels about this. This is you know the quote unquote road to WrestleMania, all the other stuff. Um, but I, I I like how that card is shaping up. But I, and I but I don't want to I don't want to get too far ahead though. I kind of want to give like a couple of more. Uh, points about uh, uh with day one, um, from from the matches I saw, uh, once again the new day and Usos they always kill it. It's always they always add a new wrinkle to their matches. Oh, that was great. Um, that was that was a fantastic know, that, opener, man. Yeah, that that was that was, you know, the Usos and New Day matches. Um, you would have to really be. You you really have to be like a like a really hardcore die diehard WWF fan, especially back in the day. Um, if anybody w- would ever remember, back in the 1990-1991 years, um, there was always that's when tag team wrestling was. I always felt that was at its um, was at its uh, one of its greatest points in, in, in the company, um, and. There was two teams that no matter how many times they faced each other, they always had a great match together. Great tag team match. Um, it was always the Orient Express versus the Rockers. And if anybody wants to, speaking of Royal Rumbles, their Royal Rumble 1991, I believe. Royal Rumble 1991, their opening match is really tag team textbook 101. Um, like, mm. I mean, and I know a lot of people want to talk about you know the the, the 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 midnight you know was it midnight express and and and, and all those other teams rock uh, roll express midnight express Ro- yeah. yeah yeah you know but 
if you ever have a chance, if you have Peacock or anything like that, um, or if you don't, or, or find a way to find it on the WE Network, wherever you're at, um, I, I would implore you to, to just to watch that. Watch that match, Rockers versus Oregon Express in 1991 Royal Rumble um, as an opening match. Uh, they they totally they totally killed it, and that I always felt like that was like always the the bar that the set for like if you're going to open up a match with a tag team match. Uh, and, it, and this was not non none of them had titles. It was just a straight up, just a regular plain tag team match, and it was a clinic. Uh, but that back then the Rockers like they always did a lot of those opening tag team matches at, at pay per views anyway. So they were like I said they were always there. I know during WrestleMania seven they had it. They had an opening uh, tag team match against uh, Barbarian and Haku, uh, which you know. Nowhere, it wasn't the same thing like you know with against the Orient Express, but it was a it was just was classic textbook one on one tag team match between the heels and the faces, and mm-hmm. it, like I I I just uh, to me I've always held those type of matches as as the bar, um, should I say regarding that. So kudos to the USO New Day, but they always kill it. They've always been killing it for for, for almost ten years already. That they've been doing these matches um, against each other. So kudos to them. Um, the other match that I found pretty interesting was uh, uh, Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan match, right? Now, yeah. I believe when we was kind of running down the whole card in the last episode, um, you know, we both kind of agreed that, you know, this is not, it's not Liv Morgan's time. You know, she'll, 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 she's getting her shine. She'll get her shine in this match, whatever. But then she's pretty much going to probably just fall off until, and I think I had said at the time until like money in the bank, you know, I could see, see around that time. Cause you was thinking that she needs, still needs some polishing to, to go on, you know, as far as with her character and all that and her move set and all that other stuff, um, you know, which like I said, between now and, and, and June, July is a more than enough time for her to do that. I thought the match was a very serviceable match. Uh, serviceable match. Uh, I think it was pretty, you know, pretty straightforward. We knew Becky was going to win, but Liv put in a, you know, she put in an effort that I guess would, would would lead you to believe that, you know, all right, all right, maybe there's a chance. But we all knew what the deal was um, with that. Um, so that was a pretty decent match. RK Bro against the Street Profits. Listen, man, it's funny. Yeah, I didn't because that night I had missed uh like the first pretty much the first half of it. I really didn't turn tune in until that, but that match. But the first thing I tuned in first of all when I watched day one is I see Migos on on the TV. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. 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 You're, you're gonna be, be guests for the show. Yeah, right, right. And, and, I didn't know anything about it until I turned on the event and I'm like. Why is Migos on the screen? I mean, I know they're in Atlanta, but I'm like, what? <laughs> What's going on here? Like, I, I mean, Migos Orton, Migos Orton um, went full circle there. It, it went full circle. They, they finally got Randy Orton and Migos together, which was <laughs> right, pretty right. fucking crazy that that, that happened. The, you the, know? The, the, and and Quavo, Quavo was incredibly energetic throughout the night, man. <laughs> he, he, was, he was ready to get to scrapping, bro. <laughs> Yeah, all set and um take off. They're just chill. They're mellow. Said, yeah, yo, we happy to be here. We're going, you'll be watching. Gonna have some fun, you know. And, and Quavo said, man, he said I'm ready to drop some elbows. Ready <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, man, they, they gotta bring Migos back and at least Quavo back, man, because he's 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 pretty entertaining. 
You know, hey, man. Who knows, man? He might you fuck around. He might be a surprise entry for the Rumble. But you want to know something? This is like the second time in the past few months that WWE has given a rub to uh, somebody, you know, from from, from Atlanta. Uh, you know, as we know, like I remember when SmackDown was over at Madison Square Garden during um, September 11th weekend. Remember, uh, Trey Young showed up. Right, interfered within the Rey Mysterio yeah, match. Yeah, that, that was great. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Incredible. So, <laughs> you know, so I, I, I like how, you know, they got an ear on what's going on, you know, out there. And I, and I like that, you know, so that that's pretty it's pretty damn good. But, yeah, I, I was just, for me, I saw Migos on the screen. like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, like, I know they're Atlanta, but what's their purpose? But then once I saw the Street Profits and RK Bro, I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. I see what's going on here. All right. But, uh, but no, that was, <laughs> yeah, man, it, 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 <laughs> was, it, it was, it was a cool moment. It was pretty interesting, man. But yeah. Um, but I, man, speaking of, uh, you know, talking about Biggie, uh, you know, it, what, and it's, it's a, it, what I'm about to talk about next, um, also kind of lit the, the wrestling world on fire. Um, you know, we looked at Biggie and you talk about how, you know, the WWE was promoting the fuck out of him. And WWE recently, as we saw in the last year, too, that how it's pro- doing a lot of promoting of diversity amongst his champions. Um, so this leads me to the whole topic of uh, Swole. Oh, oh, we're we, we going to get into this, huh? Yeah, we gonna get it. We got. I got to oh, mention okay. it. Okay, we got to right, mention yeah. it. We got to mention it. Yeah, we gotta all mention right, it, cool. Man. So, I if, people that don't know, Swole, she's a she's a pretty good wrestler. Um, that was with AEW, um, and then I think she I can't remember if she got uh fired or let go. Um, but uh, I think on I her mean... way on her way out, <laughs> regardless, on her way out. She called out AEW for their lack of diversity, and as and of course, you can't uh, make uh, any it, criticism. It, oh, go ahead, go. Not, not, not just say, that, um, you know, within her podcast, that was like that was a layer to what she was explaining. Uh, okay, yeah. that bled into it because she said AEW in general it just has a problem of how it's structured. Uh-huh. Uh. And, you know, with that structure, you know, it, it leads for like less opportunities for people that, you know, don't speak up um, or if you're not close to, you know, the EVPs that, you know, you will probably get a lot of opportunity or, um, you know, it hits why, you know, you don't see a lot of opportunity for the women's on television. And, you know, and without that lack of structure, it does bleed into, you know, the proper lack of representation on television, you know, and, and, you know, and not just, uh, getting like wins on AEW dark or, or, you know, or, or, or just a win in a nothing program or a nothing match. It's just them being represented by being highlighted and invested in on television, you know, put them in certain roles that, you know, that will get them over. Uh, it doesn't really have them being, you know, within the title picture or being the champion. It's just uh-huh. being a constant fixture that, you know, that, you know, that folks can look up to and, and see on TV and, you know, and invest in and people will come and watch. 
You know, that's that's really what it was, what, what Swole was trying to say. Right. Uh, you know, it, it really what everyone's been trying to say, you know, when in terms of AEW's lack of uh, diversity representation. Not uh not in ter- you know, it really is in terms with black wrestlers as yeah. much as it is for, you know, uh Hispanic wrestlers, uh Asians in as well, because they're also underrepresented represented. Um, you know, contrary to what you know, you know, fans would say, because you know, this the, the Lucha Brothers reign was nothing. Uh and you know, you have like Eddie Kingston and you know Ortiz and Santana together, but they're they're not really doing much either. Uh-huh. You know, they're pretty much settled for like curtain jerking views right now on Rampage. Uh and, and not really being featured as much on Dynamite. Uh but I, I really like Ress, uh, because after that, you know, she was just saying this all her podcast, you know, and it wasn't really much to truly discuss because the stuff that we've already know and yeah. have said ourselves. Right. Unfortunately, Tony Khan, CEO of All Elite Wrestling, doing things in his usual un-CEO manner, retweeted um, the story that was posted on um, Fightful. And, and you know, it was just to talk about the headline of lack of diversity. This dude went on to talk about how, you know, uh, the likes of uh, the Acclaim and Dante Martin and Hobbs getting wins on Dark, you know, and, and the fact that him and Mega Ryan are like him and him and, and him and Megan are you know two people of color, you know, that are like in big positions in AEW and yeah. It did, it did, you know, it talked, he, he was just saying that that was his way of explaining diversity, but what it really is it. And <laughs> then this is the kicker. He said, after, this was after, you know, saying that he usually agreed to part ways so swole in, an, in a notes app or, or in a statement letter beforehand and wish her the best of her endeavors. This guy said, tweeted that, um, you know, he decided to let Swole's contract run out because she didn't, she didn't see her as a good enough wrestler. Which is bullshit. You know, and, and, and that is also, you know, up to, you know, your, your, your objective. I think she's, I think she's pretty decent, you know, you know, right. but not the best. No. But she's, she's, she's okay. You know, you know, and, you know, she gets her job done. Right. But to, to say that, he let the contract run out because she wasn't a good enough wrestler. We still have the likes of Luchasaurus and and Jake Hager. Yeah, right. Employed. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, that <laughs> makes no sense. You got to Ty Conti, Anna Jay, and Pinelli before staking it up every fucking week. And yet you you still will say that that Swole wasn't good enough. The fucking women's champion. Both Women's champions, may I add, aren't that good either. No, no, but- <laughs> no, no. And, and may I add, he has gone on record at saying that Swole was a very good wrestler no more than a yes. few months ago. Like, this is on record. This is on 4K, all right? You were on 4K, bro. Like, you said it yourself. She was a very good wrestler. So now, all of a sudden, because she's 
she's speaking out and calling out something that it's a pretty, you know, obvious thing. We know it, but we all know that you know, so many so many times, like, a lot of people ain't going to say it because they don't want their jobs to be online. I get it. I really do get it. But also, Tony Khan, he also has a way of, he he is so fucking sensitive for any type of, uh, of, of the nigga can't of, take any stuck. criticism no, at all. No, he can't. He like, cannot. Not, not even the lightest. No. Like, they're not even being harsh towards you. And, and that's why, you know, Jim Cornette takes a kick out of it because he will probably just criticize him nicely or, you know, objectively as possible. But, uh, but you know, Khan would, 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 you know, would say something snide or snarky. And then Cornette would have to cook him. You know, Eric Bischoff, you know, all, all these guys. He even kind of tried to get into war words with Fox News. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm like, this dude is this dude is ridiculous. He, he is. He, uh, it's clear that he has some type of, you know, medis not not, not even medicinal. He he's just he's just he gotta be that coke out of his mind. Well, you kind of just alluded to, it these rants, to me before, man. Like, well, you look look who his father is. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a clown too. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, I mean, man. I mean, the, the the apple doesn't fall that far from the tree. It does not. It does not. And you've alluded to it before. It's like with, with Tony. He's like he's almost kind of like he's a, you know, he was just handed AEW. Like, oh yeah, you know, from his fall. Like, hey, you know, like get out, of, get out of my face, get out of my way, do something. You're annoying the shit out of me. Here, here's some money. Start up a wrestling promotion, you know, like it's almost like he's that's, like, what it, that's what it feels like, you know. So it's like, dude has no fucking idea how to deal with this type of shit. And when this is what happens when you hand somebody something money to do something to be part of something, and he really doesn't fucking he doesn't understand the shit at all. He has no fucking clue about it. And you have to understand, like this comes with the territory. This comes with the territory. You don't see Vince McMahon putting out damn tweets about any time that somebody criticized him about his his fascination with, you know, big muscled guys, you know, back even back in the mid nineties, you know, even or, when he was blondes, under, or blondes oh, right. in the nineties and two thousand. Right, right, exactly. You don't hear him talking tweeting people tweeting shit about that and him and like getting on offensive about it. like d- defensive, like no. That's what I'm saying, man. Like like, dude, like, dude is a fucking trip, bro. Dude is a trip. And that's why me personally, like I said, AEW, I want that company to, to succeed. I really want them to succeed. Because I really, in my heart, feel like the more successful companies that are out there, the better the product is going to be. People are going to be more motivated. These wrestlers are going to be more motivated. And the more motivated these wrestlers are and the more exposure they get out, the better it is for just the product as wrestling as a whole. But when you have this type of jackass that's has to, that gets butt hurt over every little damn thing, that dude does not need to own that company. That dude doesn't need to own the company. I'm sorry. Yeah. He just doesn't. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. Not even Elon Musk do this shit. Right. Like, right. I, 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 think, I, think Tony, Tony, I think Tony thinks that he's someone like that, of that stature, but he, he, he isn't, man. He isn't. You're inheriting your father's money. Your father gave you that money to do this shit because he wanted you to get the fuck out of his damn hair. All right? He is already enough that his father can't run a damn fucking NFL team correctly. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who are like pretty much like a porta potty of the NFL. You know, like, 
Dog, they cannot, they suck. They suck. And I know CM Punk kind of, in, in a promo, kind of alluded to that one time too. When it was, when AEW was in Jacksonville, uh, I think like yeah. about a week or two ago. I mean, I'll give, I'll give Punk a couple of points for that one. But, but yeah, but overall though, it's a messy situation. And that tweet is still up there, by the way, I believe. I don't think she's. Oh, think, yeah, he he did take it down. No, he's, he's very. He, uh, he's so pompous about it. Right. Whatsoever. Right. Like, like he can never and, be wrong. And you know, and you know, the craziest thing, you know, of course, as 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 this is all transpiring, he is going to incredible lengths to justify that tweet by and and, and having you know these looks of um uh. uh Diversity and representation with every photo op that he takes. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> with the you know, with, with, you know, it, all this did is just tarnishes Jay Cargill's um TBS title win, which is unfortunate. Which is very unfortunate, and you know, and it's it's just a, a number of things that has just been unfortunate for her um run there in AEW. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you know. As soon as that title was announced, I felt like that she was going to win it anyway. You right? said it months ago. You said yeah. it a long time ago. This is just oh, yeah. going to be yeah. her title to right. win. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, but all, but the all everything that just led up to that moment, man. It you know it just only created you know more issues for her. Yeah, uh, and, and and the company because now it's going to be built off of a narrative that she won only because of what happened. Exactly, and it's not you know, fair at all. That's not the case. It's no. not fair. No, it won't be fair to her. No, and, and and not only that, you know, she's not even getting promoted. That right as, as champion right now. You know, and that's you know, it, it's it's just like you know, she it, even though you know you know and. Tony did the photo ops and, and all, all all these tweets and, and they're talking about uh, how there's going to be a AEW rap album. Uh, oh, and oh come on, that shit's going to be trash as hell. Come on, did he not uh, learn uh, and, from and, the WWF the album like the first one that was done like in the late eighties? Like, did he not know? Yeah. Like, the, like the Vince McMahon did stand back. Like, come on, man. Like, did he? Did he come on, dude. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh-uh. A rap album? Uh, it did, you know, and then promoting the acclaim, which is just, just terrible. That's just, that's just instant turnoff. Tell TM time for me when, uh, when nah. I have to see another Max Caster, uh, freestyle. No, I just can't do it. No, I, I can't, not, I can't watch this show anymore. I'm not. I haven't been watching, um, especially since the, uh, since the tweet, uh, and um. No, I'm just not interested in really checking out the product. Uh, there's just nothing that I I really want to engage myself into. You no. know, you have um, powerhouse hops. Uh, you know, having to be like uh, Samuel Jackson and Django, yeah. uh, saying how how much you know Tony has did for him, which I'm pretty sure that you know he did. You know, give give him a, a place to land and be able to have a you know a, a showcase for himself, but. That nigga's not doing anything for real, no. and, and, you know. And, and, and truth be told, Team Taz, like this, the stable is a joke. Outside of you know what they're going to do with Hook, because they, they treat Hook like anything else on the rest of that stable. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they're, you know, Ricky Starks and, and Hobbs. Unfortunately, they're going to be in the background to this dude, <laughs> and it, 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 it's it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. Ricky Starks, um, you know, he he deleted his Twitter. Oh man, you know, yeah, 
You know, I, I wonder what you know what's up with that, but that you know, but that that's something that's just, just something you got to check out for, man. Because this moment here, yeah, it, it, it you know, for as far as a lot of black talent is concerned, it did open some eyes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, what to expect with the company? You know, it's stuff that we already knew. Right, but listen, man, we let, let's not harp on that stuff. But I do want to stick on a topic since we're talking about women wrestlers. Um, some other interesting news developed um this past week um during the announcement of the the women that will be part of the war the women's war rumble match um <clears throat> a very interesting person that was revealed to be part of it uh was no other than richmond virginia's own impact women's champion mickey james yes. being part of the war rumble and not yeah. only that the wwe they were like yeah Impact champion, right? Yeah. Impact women's champion, Mickey James, and we were like, I'm, I'm looking at this like, say what? <laughs> they acknowledging Impact? What? <laughs> so you know what oh, happens this now? Is just, this is just brilliant. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, not, you know, it, it, everyone is like, this is this is this is this is when um again, man, Mania season. This is yep. when you know Vince. And and now you know Nick Khan, you know this is when they just dropped their nuts on the table, man, and, and they just let crazy shit fly mm-hmm. <laughs> leading up to Mania. And you know, considering this is the first road to WrestleMania, uh, back on the road, they're mm-hmm. gonna go crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, all this talk about uh, the Forbidden Door was just like. Yeah, that 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 is some bullshit anyway because it's you know it's it's always been open. It's always been, and yeah. Yeah. it's always been open. Yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, WWE is the door at this point. Yeah, uh, it's the you know the uh, and with it currently with the uh, with the rumble in the, in the announcement, it does build a lot of intrigue. Uh, yes. some folks are upset with the fact that a lot of the participants in the women's rumble uh, were announced, but. Like no, there's there, know, most of these names we we've seen before. There, it's, it's still, there's still ten more names to go. There were there is going to be some. You know, there is going to be a couple still of surprises. Be some surprises. I'm pretty and sure it, it is going to be. You know, and before you know it, there's still going to be names some to be filled up for the men's rumble too. So first of all, let me ask you this. You know what? Let let's 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 do a little bit of fantasy booking here. Let's let's humor. Let's make some humor out of this. Let's say this whole forbidden door shit, right? Let's run away with this. In, in in your mind, for the men's, who would be the reason? It, it the realistic from a realistic standpoint, hmm. who could you see being that person to enter through that forbidden door that would be part of the Royal Rumble? Ryan Danielson. Really, you think so? Yeah. I mean, I okay. It's Brian Danielson. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. He he, he is a uh, 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 you know on, yeah. on a, um. He, he lives for different laws, you know, outside of, uh, you know, the independent realm. Yeah. You know, if he, he wants to go that. there, he will go there. Uh, yeah. As far as like impact goes, um, shit. Uh, maybe uh, I, 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 I think Moose is, I don't know if Moose is uh, going to be one of those guys, uh, but I, I, I could see Cass, you know, W. Morrissey that he goes by now. Mm-hmm. Big Cass returning. You know, under that, um, that would be awesome. That that know, would that, be interesting. Okay, yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, it would be quite interesting. Um, <laughs> I, 
you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I just want to see what, 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 how, how far the Leafs are going to go with the, um, uh, the, you know, open freelance work, especially with this relationship with Impact. Uh, is it going to like sp- spread more towards like uh, 2.0 for NXT, or um, are are most of their top guys will be able to like you know work? On um, or especially the women's division could work on um SmackDown or Raw. Who knows? I don't I'm know. just interested to see what, how how this is all going to go. I would be intrigued. I think for me, if Brian Danielson is a since we know the Bella Twins are going to be in in the women's like Brian is a possibility. I could see that happening. Um, Brian Danielson, or or they may go to you know I don't know because. There are some people that left on good terms with the company. You know, there's a there's a good amount of people that left on good terms with the company that um, I'm pretty sure if, if Vince was like, hey, you know, if you want to come back for one more thing, you know, whatever to do it. Because we don't know. I mean, AEW, I mean, AEW got a lot of guys. We all know that they used to be in the E that just recently went over there. So, I mean, it, I don't know. Like, I, you can see, you could always see, like you said, uh, Brian Davidson. You can see Chris Jericho. Jericho showed up on Austin Stone Cold's. You know, his broken skull sessions not too long ago. That was on the WWE networks, you know. So Yeah, Jericho's definitely that's Jericho, another one. Jericho will well. always be a Jericho's the, another one too. Jericho will always be an option. Um, but if you I mean, do you see something like a big show coming, you know, for one thing? I don't know. Mark Henry, <laughs> I don't know. Like these are guys that I, you know, whatever. But if I and this is just my thinking because He's been very complimentary to a lot of the the, the e wrestlers in the product lately. Mm-hmm. What would happen if MJF to- showed up? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! That wow! That that would that would that would be mind blowing indeed. I'm just uh, saying because the only like I said the reason why I say that is because. Not only has he been very vocal about when his T- when his AEW contract runs out, he's he he said, "Hey, I'm going for the whatever it is, the, the money, the opportunity. That's what I'm going for." And like I said, he's been very he's been very careful of not to bash the E. Very careful. While a lot of people do it, he's very smart with not bashing the E. He's been very anytime somebody brings up the company up he's been very should i say he has said great many great things about the company yeah he does so, he does it he does it um he does it uh right know, he passed a handbrake on as he would say it's he almost like really, he's uh, kind of you know he's playing his hand on. right he, he's play, yeah he's playing you know he's playing his cards he's just trying to uh test the waters right but i'm just saying if if you really want to make a big headline and if you really want to do this whole forbidden door shit might as well make go go big, man. Go big, go 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 big or go broke. Go big, MJF, man. Fuck it, why not? I'll be intrigued to see that. Like, I don't know. It, 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 the reaction with it would be kind of. I, I'm pretty sure everybody'd be like, "What the hell is going on?" Like, but if you want to talk about chaos and you want to get, you really want to get people riled up in the IWC, uh, put MJF in that bag match, man. See what give him a test, give him a test to see how how people react to it, you know. But I don't know. That's just that's just my my thing. Um, 
I know somebody I, I read one person said like, oh, well maybe maybe Cody Rhodes will show up. I'm like, no, 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 no. Cody is not gonna show up to that. No, no, no. But speaking that, of Cody, that, that ain't happening though. Speaking of Cody though, I will and I, one last thing by AEW. Did you see that cringeworthy uh promo that Brandy Rhodes did not too long ago? Oh man, that was before the big soul shit too. Uh, right, the timing of it too. <laughs> it was so insane. Um yeah. I I uh, I I did I did I saw that part and I, 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 she has one of the worst fucking blasts of all time. Like what the fuck is that? Like what what like Brent her code swishing promos are, are just some it's just it's they're terrible. They're terrible, bro. They're they, fucking horrible, man. I'm always like, been horrible. Is there so force? You know, it, like it, like. Like you just like like me, you want to believe me? I, I I am from the hood. I I know this shit. You know, it, 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 it's just some bullshit that she be doing, man. And it, it's it's just it's just it's fucking pathetic. You yeah, know. yeah. That 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 was. Oh man, kudos for Cody, man. And I know Co- Cody loves his wife, man. And I'm pretty sure she. I'm pretty sure Brandy Rhodes is such a. I, I'm pretty sure she's a great person. Um, yeah, uh, I'm sure she is. I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure they're, they're, man. You know, cool, but, but the but but, goddamn, yeah, that the, just, I, whoever is approving the ideas that she has for the, in, in her promos and the stuff that she says. Yeah, it, it's not, I mean, who, who other black? What Sean Dean? That's the only <laughs> other black person I know that's like. I don't even think they you know, they they have enough too much creative control. So I'm like, it's just. It is. This is. Like they, yeah, they they definitely need more. You know, more more black <laughs> folks in prominent roles. That, yeah. that that also includes in in you know the creative decisions as well. You know. Oh man. Oh My God. lord. Oh lord. But uh. But anyway, man. But uh. But what? But I want to get into one thing. I, I don't want to forget. Um, NXT also had a. Uh, had an event uh last last week. It wasn't a premium live event, as they now call it. It was just a regular NXT show on USA Network. But um, but yeah, no, I finally I finally watched it actually earlier today, and pretty good shit, man. Pretty good shit. It was, I think it yeah, was a good, it was a great show. It was a great show for sure. Um, man, uh, whew, Braun Braun Breaker, man. This is time now. Yeah, man. Um, this is time. They, 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 it, it, it took only a couple of months, man. But NXT 2.0 has found its footing. It's one of the, one of really, it's one of the best shows of the week. And, yeah. and now they, they finally have their roster that's up to par of getting shit going. You know, and yeah. you know, with Braun and Melo at the top now. Hey, hey, uh, that match. Aces, that, that match is going to be. I know that match is definitely happening for Mania Weekend. Yeah, it has to be the Mania Weekend match. Um, but uh, but Melo's match though was I, I liked. Yeah, well, him and Strong were great. Yes. I mean, Roger Strong's awesome. Like you know, you know, they, they, it was just highly impactful. Like Melo was showing me things that I've never thought that he could do. Yeah, uh, like that that counter off the top rope. I yes. still don't know what the fuck happened with that, but oh, man, <laughs> it's something that I probably don't want to see him do again. No, but Roger Strong was the best opponent for that, uh, yeah. and and for him, to, you know, to unify the cruiserweight title with the North American title, you know, and now he is being like the champ. 
he yeah. is starting to become, you know, he he is starting to adapt the the black HBK in the flesh now. Uh-huh. You know, because it, it is showing, you know, with uh with uh with Trick Williams being his diesel. Yeah. Being his boy. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's great how they're 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 um creating that story in itself. And then you have Braun Breaker, uh, you know, clearly, you know, he's a, a second generation star. Uh and and he has to live up to the pressure of the name. You That's know, right. and, and you know, they be you know, they, they will allude to it heavily. No. And you know, and he also will talk about, you know, Rick Steiner being there in attendance to watch him perform and win the title against uh Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Uh New Year's Evil. And these guys, like they're they are just on it, you yeah. know, already. Like their development from October, uh, or really from September till now, it's just been phenomenal. You know how, how great that uh both um Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker are becoming um in Toxic Attractions been top phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, you know they have they have a great budding star in Cora Jade. There's just like they have all this talent now at their disposal that they developed and took weeks to develop, which is, you know, it gave them something, you know, to invest in and stories and backgrounds. And, it, it, and now the people are invested in these characters and now they become a central part of the show and everything just fits into place now. It's great. It's just great to watch. Yeah, it's an easy breezy two hours oh. to watch for me. Yeah, it, it it was a little bit the transition between the old guard to to the new guard was a little bit you know it was a little bit rocky at first and I kind of expected that to happen because like it's you know it's a transition thing you know uh, and uh, look at Pete Pete Dunn he's about to be I think him and Tommaso they're about to go to the main roster um, that's that's what it looks like because they were in a dark match for SmackDown last Friday um, oh uh, they're they're going to be on a main event this week. Oh well, they yeah yeah see, see yeah yeah so they they did it won't they'll probably I don't know I think they may just save their appearance for the Royal Rumble I think believe they'll show up in there, um, uh, and then they'll just be on the main roster from there on out. I just hope this man. The only fear that I always have is that with the recent you know it seems like streak that they have and that anybody that graduates from NXT that goes to the main roster, you know, they're gone within who knows three, three or four months, you know, they don't, they don't last long. And then it's just always like, well, you know, <laughs> back, back to being unemployed. They are, you know, but, um, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, I, I feel very good. I feel very good. It's in good hands. NXT 2.0, but you want to know something, you know, who's the real MVP though of, of, of NXT 2.0. Um, hmm? who is the, it? the real MVP is Malcolm Bivens, man. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he dope, he's man. he's the real MVP of it, man. Like that little video that he posted on Twitter the day after the um, where Roderick lost the match <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, with boy. the Cruiserweight title. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that guy, the content that he puts out, man. I he he's a he's a great manager, man. I, I like him. I like him a lot, man. <laughs> Hey, I'm a. I, you know what? I'm a fine. I'm a fan of Diamond Mine. I, I'm a fan of theirs. Yeah, they're a great stable, man. They oh, are. you noticed that um that uh, Gable Stevenson's brother made his uh, debut on NXT um last um last night. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember um who who he faced uh 
Uh, he, he looked okay, but um, oh, 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 Cameron Grimes. He faced Cameron Grimes. He took oh, right. he took Cameron Grimes' finisher smooth too. Like that was a great sell job from him. Like okay. he did that double stomp. Yeah, and, yeah. So he made his debut there. Um, nice. Uh, okay. He looked okay. Yeah. So so you know, so they're starting to bring him in. So just how they um how they develop their guys. You know, guys come in as jobbers for like a month, two months. And all of a sudden, you know, they develop their character and they start being repolished or repackaged, and it, then they're right into the mix again. Yeah, man, excited times, man. I'm, I'm, hey, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting, uh, like I said, road road to the Royal Rumble next couple of weeks. I know we uh we should be able to fit in another uh, episode before then, you know. Then we'll have a bigger, a clearer picture of 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 the rest of the card and who's actually going to be part of the war rumble and stuff like that you know we can give our little predictions and stuff then but um you know but until then you know it's um we just got to wait and see see how everything turns out and you know we just got to be patient man but like i said it looks like everything's in good hands with uh nxt 2.0 for sure so i'm pretty pretty excited and stoked about that um but uh but i i feel like i think we touched on everything man i think uh that we need to touch on any any any, any last parting words bro before uh before we get out. Yes. Uh go listen to the weekends. Uh yeah. New album, man. Um Don FM. It's awesome. Like I, I, I really fucking like that album. You know, and, oh, and Gunner's album too, uh DS4 Forever or DS Forever. Um that's dope too. It's a pretty cool album. It was a really cool uh early release for January. I'm very much looking forward to Earl Sweatshirt's album dropping. And also FK Twigs uh, mixtape is also dropping, I believe, either this weekend or next. So um, I'm just, you know, it's, it's already January starting off with a bang, man, for me music-wise. Hey, man. Well, for all y'all music people need a recommendations, listen to his recommendations. Uh, I have not listened to The Weeknd's album yet, uh, but I have seen you been tweeting a lot about it. So I'm intrigued. Um, you know, a lot of people... Have have liked this album and feel like it's one of his best recent work. Um, so I'm inclined to to hear about it, hear the album. One day I will. Um, but uh, but as far as any uh parting words for me, um, ain't really, really, ain't really. I don't have any suggestions or anything like that going on. Going on, you know, it's just um, uh, just typical stuff as usual, man. Um, you know, just uh. Keep an eye out for, uh, you know, just more news. Uh, like I said, we got some good, exciting stuff happening, you know, in, in, in the future, man. I'm just happy uh, that, uh, you know, another year getting into this podcast and stuff. And, uh, you know, we're we, we going to achieve heights that uh, we haven't reached before. So always excited about that. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. definitely, man. But yes, uh, but in closing, once again, um, you know, thank you to everybody that's been uh, listening to us, um, you know, so far on this journey. And we hope that um, now that we are part of the family uh, podcast network, um, that, you know, we get, you know, more people come along the ride. Uh, once again, like I said, we have a Twitter page up now at NW Bard Podcast. Go ahead and hit the follow on that. Um, got the Facebook page. Got the Facebook page up. Um, uh-huh. Still, still, uh, still uploading a lot of episodes. I will upload this episode when, whenever we load this. I will put that on there too. Uh, got the Instagram page. Uh, you know, 
No Words broadcast up on there. Um, so, so yeah. And so once again, like I said, um, we are, like I said, want to listen to our podcast, other podcasts, also familypn.com or the Cheats Movement Podcast Network.com. Do not forget to hit that subscribe button for its newsletter. And also, do not forget to hit that subscribe button for us. We are on Apple. We are on Google. We are on Spotify. So Mm -hmm. do not be ashamed. Hit that subscribe button to get that notification when a new episode comes up. At least you you will know right there and then. Again, we, me and Chris, we appreciate everybody that listens to us. Um, And for anybody that's new, listen to us for the first time. Welcome aboard. Join, come along for the ride. It's a good journey. And uh, of course, as always, if you want to hit us individually on Twitter, I am Mo underscore B underscore Knowing. Chris is rappers or actors. And uh, communicate with us. Let us know. And we like to communicate with you too. So, like I said, uh, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, three ways to reach us. Contact us. Speak with us. You know, we we're engaging. We'll ask questions, whatever stuff like that. Uh, you know, we'll engage with the people as much as we can because we are here for y'all at the end of the day, and we want to provide the greatest content that we possibly can. So, um, on that note, uh, once again, happy New Year's, everybody. Uh, enjoy NFL Wild Card Weekend. Uh, enjoy uh, MLK Weekend for sure. Uh, I will. Yeah, we're gonna uh, have some good basketball there, man. Yeah, yeah, I will enjoy the rest of this Bulls and Nets game, which is, you know, pretty damn good. I've been watching it the whole time. Um, and, um, yeah, hope for Knicks and Bulls playoff series come, you know, April. So, cross my fingers on that. Anyway, stay safe, be safe, stay blessed, and no stress. Peace out, everybody. Peace.